0: Welcome to Heartland Church. It is our prayer that as you listen to the following message, you would experience the heart of God for your life. For more information about our ministry and available resources, visit us on the web at heartlandchurchonline.com. Now, let's join this week's service already in progress. All right, go ahead and turn to Acts chapter 16. I um, had a great time in Houston. It was a short trip. Flew in on uh, Friday, spoke Friday night, and flew back. Got back last night about nine thirty, and and uh, had a wonderful time there at Overflow Church in the presence of God. It was it was wonderful. Um. It, uh, I believe that the theme for this morning is really on worship. Um, that's what God laid on my heart, and uh, and that theme really came through in worship. Not just because we were worshiping, but just everything that came out, and it was just... That's what God really wants to emphasize this morning. And um, How many know that um, I am not the worship pastor here? Everybody know that? Okay. I was for about 14 years, until the beginning of this year, uh, we... Switched gears with that, and now uh, Pastor John Huffy oversees that department. Um, I've still, throughout this year, I've been scheduled to lead worship once a month, but I'm not the worship pastor, and um, how many are grateful for Pastor John Huffy's leadership? And he's done a great job with that department, and so there was, um, so one of the things about that was just to switch things around to free me up to obey the word of the Lord, to send me out to go. Uh, minister in other places, and so it's been a wonderful year. I've just been looking back, reflecting on the different places God's uh, taken me this year, and it's been wonderful. Different spots around the world, and just looking back as we're wrapping this year up of all that God has done and the different places He's taken us, and just to see Holy Spirit poured out, lives impacted, lives changed, people set free, people delivered, um, backsliders come home. It just it's been a really amazing. And uh, but this morning. I want to go back and briefly share a message um, that I first spoke here for about 14 years ago, close to 15, uh, when I first became the worship pastor, when I came on staff uh, back in May of 2004, when we are on the other side of town. And so uh, Pastor Dave touched on this passage a few weeks ago, but I, I just, I feel like we need to revisit this And uh, I want us to, to, to look at this in Acts 16. But before we do that, let me just ask you this. What was one of the first things that happened on the day of Pentecost? Well, there's a lot of things that could be said, okay? Holy Spirit comes, tongues of fire on people. They're accused of being drunk. Eventually, Peter stands up, preaches the gospel thousands of people get saved. It is amazing. It's glorious. People people were bewildered um, because they heard everybody speaking in their own language. They were utterly amazed, it says. And um, all of these different things are going on, okay? And... Some of them made fun of them and mocked them and said they've had too much wine. And yet Peter, in the midst of this, declared the gospel and is the the beginning of the church. And he quotes out of Acts chapter 2. So there's a lot of stuff going on here. But one of the things that it says is that they were speaking the wonders of God. They were speaking the wonders of God. And, uh, you know, everybody kind of has their own take on the day of Pentecost. You know, evangelists say, hey, the main thing was, is that Peter got up and preached the gospel. How many know that's important? Other people will say, "Woo, man, they were all accused of being drunk. Oh, hallelujah. Other people emphasize that. Other people like, but it was the tongues. It was tongues. Other people like, no, it was the fire. It was fire. And everybody has their own take on it. But um, there's how many know that God is really good at multitasking? He's good at doing a whole lot of things at one time. And, uh, but part of that is not only were they, they were speaking in other tongues, but they were declaring the wonders of God. They were declaring who God is. And from a worshiper perspective, okay, you can see they were praising God. And I want to tell you that one of the key hallmarks of the Pentecostal experience is going to be worship. It's going to be putting on a garment of praise. Matter of fact, Scripture says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So forget about Pentecostal for a moment. Forget about even being saved. If you got breath, then there's worship on the inside of you that needs to come out. Period. But how much more when you get filled with the Holy Spirit? Because on the day of Pentecost, one of the things that they did was they were declaring the wonders of God. They were declaring how good God is. They were declaring how amazing God is. Okay? So that was one of the initial things. And uh, so I've just been meditating on this theme lately. Um, how many remember a few weeks ago in worship where we went to like 1130 and I was declaring how, man, I just felt such authority in the environment. I felt like there was deliverance that was in the air. You remember that there were three different people that I spoke to by the end of the day who told me that they, there was some measure Okay, each of them had their own little description, but some of it looked like this. They felt like a hand reach into their stomach and pull something out. Somebody else shook under the power of God, felt this demonic thing break off of them that was tormenting them, set them free. Um, And two people gave the description of like a, a hand reaching into their stomach and pulling things out. Those are just the ones that I heard. Um, Again, I don't know what you were feeling that day, but I know being up here leading worship, we don't let worship go to 1130 just because we like singing, okay? We value the word of God. We want to receive the word of God. And we have an amazing pastor who's got such a teaching gift. We want to hear that. But that day, there was such authority on it. There was just so much um, power on it in that moment. It was like, we can't grieve the Holy Spirit and let this go. We got to run with it. And so this phrase came to me this morning, as I've been meditating on these things that uh, sometimes deliverance, or I would say usually deliverance is going to provoke worship, but sometimes our worship provokes deliverance. And I've shared this in a few contexts over the last few months that um, I personally don't like uh, the ministry of deliverance. I mean, I like the end result. I like the fruit of it, but it it can be kind of a messy process. But here's what I love more than anything. I just getting in God's presence, watching the anointing begin to fall in a place, see the power of God just begin to invade. And then people begin to get set free. Not because we went through a six hour session going through all these details with them but it's just God shows up and whatever demonic thing has been torturing them has to come off and has to go. I like that a whole lot better. I like that. That's a whole lot more fun. Okay. So, um, we're going to, we're going to jump into this story, uh, act 16, 16. And before we do that, I just want to share just something I jotted down. Um, and just this principle that I am learning, uh, I don't know how many of you can relate to this, but I have been on a journey to not be ruled by my feelings. I haven't arrived yet. But I'm in process and I'm getting better at it, but not to be ruled by my feelings. But let truth rule my heart and not my feelings. Okay? And here's the deal. Maybe you can't just snap your fingers and force yourself... And make yourself no longer feel something. Okay? And you know, that can be frustrating if you feel something very intensely and someone's like, well, just get over it. And you're like, ah, I wish I could, but if I feel it so intensely and I can't just make it go away. So maybe you can't just automatically make your feelings change. But what all of us can do is we can choose what we focus upon. And whatever you focus upon will eventually dictate your feelings. So I might be feeling this in the moment and I can't just snap my fingers and make it go away. But what I can do is fix my focus on what is right, focus on truth. And when I focus on truth and I focus on the goodness of God and what he's saying in that moment, and I I, I fix my eyes on Jesus and I focus on truth, eventually my feelings will line up with that truth. So even though feelings come and go, and sometimes they feel really strong at the end of the day, I'm not a victim of my feelings. I have power over what I focus upon. And we get to choose whatever we focus upon. And eventually, your feelings will follow your focus. So let's read this real quick. Acts sixteen sixteen. 16. Uh, this is Paul. This is about Paul and Silas. Once we were going to the place of prayer... We were met by a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days, finally be- Finally, Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When the owners of the slave girl realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews, and they are throwing our city into uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice verse 22 the crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten after they had been severely flogged they were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully upon receiving such orders he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet to the stocks now i've had some bad days but i've never had a day like that now i want i want a, i want You to remember the context here. The context is this. What were they doing? They They were out on assignment for the kingdom of God. They were out preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. They were obeying the will of God. Being faithful to do what God called them to do. They're preaching the gospel. And what kind of recompense do they get? What kind of reward do they get? You ever been there? God, I was just trying to obey you and everything falls apart. I thought if I obeyed you, things were going to be blessed and things were going to get better. And yet, it seems like, God, the more I obeyed you, tougher things got. Things got hard. It's like, man, I obeyed you and my circumstances were worse off. It was tough. And all they're doing is obeying God, but things got worse. They're arrested, they're stripped. Like, that alone is not fun. And then they're beaten. And they're thrown into prison in the inner cell. And then their feet are in stocks. This is a bad day. This is a bad day. Now, I don't have bad hair days because I don't have any hair. But sometimes we are like, man, I'm having a bad day. But this is really a bad day. So this is the context. They are beaten, probably bloody. They're bruised. They've been stripped naked. And they don't know how long they're going to be in prison. You know, we're not told here ahead of time that Paul had a word of knowledge saying, hey, wait on, you know, God's going to send America and you're going to... No, Paul did a lot of prison time. So for all he knew, well, this could be it. All right, man, ministry outside the walls of prison were great. (laughs) From here on out, it's prison ministry until the day I died. There's no guarantee. He didn't have a guarantee. And so this is where he finds himself. He finds... His feet are in stocks. He's beaten and bruised. And he's stuck in a really bad situation. And all of this is the result of his obedience to God. But I love verse 25. About midnight. About midnight. How many of us have felt like, God, where are you at? You gave me promises. Lord, I thought you were going to come through by noon, but the check's still not here. the relationship 's not repaired the healing hasn 't come yet. the deliverance hasn 't come yet. God, I thought you were coming through, and now it 's one in the afternoon, and I expected it by noon, and now now it 's going on two and and now it 's dinner time God now it 's eight o'clock at night, and God you said you told me I, I really felt like I heard from you by by this day you were coming through, and I was sure it was going to be noon, and now Now it's almost midnight. God, what happened to you? Where are you at? I thought you were going to come through with your promise. It's almost midnight. God. And this is, this is what it says. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. It's just so simple. I mean, it's just a simple story. Arrested, stripped naked, beaten, thrown in the inner cell. Their feet are in stocks. And the next verse, about midnight, they were just worshiping. There's not much more said about that. It just this is their circumstance, and this is how they responded. But can I tell you something? I really don't think they were worshiping because Paul was feeling amazing Holy Ghost goosebumps. Ooh, I feel the anointing. Woo! I just want to praise. Come on, Silas, let's put on our... Pra- no, I don't think they were feeling goosebumps. I think they were feeling bruises and they were bleeding. And I would even say this. They were probably, because, mind you, no matter how much we want to honor Paul as this amazing man of God, and God used him mightily, Thank God for all the scripture that he wrote, and how God used him. But at the same time, he was human. That there was nothing within him that was going, wow, this is amazing. I love being beaten and tortured. no. He didn't want to worship. He wasn't feeling like worshiping God. But about midnight, he made the choice to pray and to worship. He just simply made the choice. Because at the end of the day, it's always a choice. And I love those moments when, woo, I feel the anointing. And man, whoo, worship is just bubbling up in me and it's flowing out. But you know what? Almost every single time that I feel that, it's because I already m- made the choice ahead of time. Because I made the choice, then all of a sudden, poof, there's this amazing flow. But what preceded that was simply my choice. Again, you might not be able to choose what you feel, but you can choose what you focus on, and what you focus on will eventually determine your feelings. And that's a lesson I'm still learning. One day I'm going to get there. So this is an amazing passage of Scripture. Not only that, but it says, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Here's another thing that I, I want us to keep in mind, because I don't know what comes to your mind when you hear worship, but how many very thankful for Tamara leading us in worship this morning. How many know Tamra and the worship team were not in his prison cell? When it says that they begin to worship, it does not say that Paul reached over to his iPhone and pulled up his Apple Music and went to his Bethel list. And click that. That's not what happened. But praise God for Apple Music. And praise God for Bethel Worship. And in all the great worship music that's out there. It's a blessing. But here's what I've noticed at times. I feel like as a t- we have a tendency. As human beings. As Christians. As Charismatics and Pentecostals. Sometimes we tend to think this hey it's time to worship okay let's put on some worship music it's time to worship okay let's get the band up there to worship well wouldn't that be crazy wouldn't that be just nuts if my wife is like honey i just I'd really like some sweet quality time with you and man i'm just it's it's been kind of a hard time and i just i would love to I just need some affirmation. Would you just tell me how much you love me?" And I'm like, "Yeah, hold on, honey. Let, let, let me try to let me pull up some good music to tell you how great you are here. Honey, here's this song. Here, this singer here, he'll sing all these great lyrics to you. You feel better now? No, I don't want to hear the voice of a stranger. He might be talented, he might be a gifted musician, but I don't want to hear his voice. She wants to hear my voice. And can I tell you that the Lord Jesus doesn't want to just hear the voice of some team on a platform, thank God for them, and he's not just looking for, well, if I could just get Apple music playing all the time before the throne, boy, that'd be great. No, he's looking for your worship. He wants to hear it from you. He wants to hear it come out of your mouth. And so Paul and Silas, they're beaten and bruised, they're bloody, they're broken, and yet in the midst of it, they lift up their voices and they begin to worship, no matter what they felt. Because I guarantee you, they did not feel good, but they were going to focus on the Father, and they begin to worship the Lord. It wasn't about a performance, it wasn't about what somebody else was doing or saying. They just made the choice that I'm going to worship Jesus because he's good, because he's worthy. I might be stuck in this prison for the next 50 years. I don't know. God hasn't given me a guarantee, but this I know. No matter what the circumstances are, he's still good. He's still worthy. So, Lord, even if I never come out of this prison, I'm still going to bless you. Even if I never get out of this situation. Look, I believe you're the God of the breakthrough we can break into my circumstances at any moment. But even if you don't, you're still God. You're still good. You're still worthy. It's just who you are. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Can I tell you something? Other people are waiting to hear your worship, whether they know it or not. People around you are waiting for you to release your worship, whether they understand it or not. They were listening. Verse 26. Suddenly. Here's what I love about that. Paul and Silas had no guarantee about a suddenly. They were broken, bloody, and bruised, and they made the choice to worship God. We don't read here that they're going, God, we need a breakthrough, so we're going to worship you. Now they needed a breakthrough. But they just said, we're going to worship God. So I'm going to worship you even if that breakthrough never comes. I'm just going to worship you. And they begin to release this sound of worship to King Jesus that those around them begin to hear. They begin to hear it. They begin to feel the atmosphere of worship begin to fill this prison. Because they made their choice, God broke in with us suddenly. We love the suddenlies, but can I tell you what? Most of the times, those suddenlies are predicated on previous choices that we've made. They made a choice. I'm going to worship God because he's good. It's just who he is. And then God breaks in with his suddenly. I cannot determine the suddenlies of God. I can't make him break in and break through. But what I can do is do my part and choose to honor him, worship him, and give him thanks. See, God is sovereign. I can't just snap my fingers and make God break through with a miracle. But what I can do is I can position myself so that I can attract the grace of God, attract the breakthrough of God, attract the grace of God, attract His power. What does it say in Scripture? God opposed the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And gratitude, thanksgiving, worship, praise is a form of Humility because it acknowledges him and says, God, I'm not God, you are. I can't do anything apart from you. You alone rule and reign, and I desperately need you. So it's humility that attracts the goodness of God. And so, all of a sudden, in the midst of this circumstance, we have this word here in verse 26 Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. Now, lest you think that is just, wow, what a coincidence. They were worshiping God and there just happened to be, you know, uh, seismic shift, you know. How many know that normally during earthquakes, like buildings collapse, ceilings fall on people and they die? I've never known of a natural earthquake where, poof, All of a sudden, the door is just magically open. Everybody gets to walk out going, wow, this is amazing. No, this is not a natural man-made or just natural earthquake. This is divine sent from God. Nobody dies. Nobody's injured. The prisoners are open and they get to walk out free. Here's the deal. When we worship God, when we make that choice to bless the Lord, things begin to happen. Even... Even in the midst of our pain, we get to lift up our voices, begin to worship Him. The others, the other prisoners, the other prisoners who were in bad situations were listening to their praises. Now, they might have been—they might have started thinking, shut up. What are you doing worshiping this Jesus? That's ridiculous. What are you doing worshiping God? And how many know when you're in a bad place and you're in a bad mood, you don't like to see people really happy, okay? But yet, Paul and Cyrus are like, "Woo! we're going to put on our praise. No matter what we feel, we're going to choose to worship Him. So maybe their initial reaction was, shut up over there in cell 39. But nonetheless, they received the benefit of their worship. Because in the midst of it, God sent a supernatural earthquake that broke things open. And suddenly, prisoners got to be set free. Can I tell you something that happened? That Sunday morning, a few weeks ago, when we just kept worshiping and we took communion at the end. We went to 1130. Some prisoners began to be set free in different areas of their life. Demonic bondage was broken off of people. I love that. It's awesome. I'm telling you, there's prisoners that are around us that are waiting to feel the release of the power of God through our worship. All at once, the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. That is not natural. Like, perfectly succinctly. Doors came open, chains came off, prisoners are set free. God wants to use your worship as a form, as a weapon To break off chains in people's lives. Okay? First of all, Paul and Silas were set free. Like, that'd be a good deal. Like, they're worshiping and they just walk out free. That's awesome. But it wasn't, the blessing wasn't just confined to them. It was the prisoners who were bound around them. The other prisoners were set free because of the worship that they began to release. That's good news. Verse 27. The jailer woke up. And when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. Now look, in the context of being in a prison, you're, you're talking about the jailer. We don't know what this jailer was like. We don't know what he did or what he didn't do. We don't know how he treated the prisoners. How oftentimes, when in prison systems, when something goes wrong and all of a sudden prisoners are set, you know... Like there's a takeover where like a bunch of them get free. It's not all peaceful. It's like, no, what we're going to do is we're going to take a bunch of these guards. We're going to beat them to that. We're going to hold them as hostage. And we're going to retaliate for how we felt like we were treated wrong. You understand what I'm saying? That happens in prisons. But there's no bitterness in Paul. Paul's not going, hey, I got these lash- lashes on my back because of you. You jerk. He's not doing that. In mercy, he's reaching out going, don't harm yourself. No, it's going to be okay. Don't do yourself any harm. God is good. He's here. You don't need to harm yourself. Verse 29, the jailer called for lights, ran and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Their choice to worship God provoked repentance in somebody else. You don't know the power of your praise. You don't know what it can produce. Verse 31, they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately him and all his family were baptized. An entire family that was not even at the prison they're just at home minding their their own business sleeping through the night they didn't realize the kingdom was about to break in on them why they're over here at this house they're sleeping don't know Jesus far from god minding their own business but over here in the prison two guys who get thrown in prison simply because they were obeying god and the result of their obedience is they're beaten and they're thrown in prison and in spite of their woundedness they choose to worship god can i tell you something no matter what our level of woundedness is, no matter what it is, we all have a choice and we can worship God. It doesn't have to look like somebody else. It doesn't have to feel like somebody else. It's just that all of us have a choice. No matter what our background is, no matter what we've been through, no matter our level of woundedness, we can all choose to just give him thanks. We can all choose to bless the name of the Lord here's the deal if you wait for your to, if you wait for yourself to be healed in order to worship you'll probably never get there part of what brings healing to us is choosing to worship what happens to them paul and silas they get set free from their chains they're they're uh, being locked up because they chose to worship they get set free And now, this family that's oblivious to it, because Paul and Silas chose to worship, suddenly, God sends an earthquake. And in that earthquake, the jailer comes out. Instead of committing suicide, he asks, what must I do to be saved? And they go to his house, and the whole family comes into the kingdom. That's really good news. And it was all predicated on this, making the decision, I'm going to praise the Lord. Two guys having a hard day because of what they went through, but yet they said, I'm going to choose the Lord. I'm going to choose to bless the Lord. At all times, his praise will be in my mouth. Even when I'm locked in prison and my feet are in stocks and my back is bruised and bloody, I'm going to bless the Lord. And as a result, a whole family comes into the kingdom. Verse 34, the jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. Okay. And if you remember the these advertisements is like ginsu knives they're the best thing ever order these now for only 19 wait there's more and if you order now we'll throw in this other knife set and we'll throw in you know these other cooking utensils wait there's even more we'll add in this if you order now that's how it feels i keep reading this passage i'm like wait no there's more not only do they get out of prison but The other prisoners get free. And now the jailer gets saved. His whole family gets saved. And if that's not good enough, they get a home-cooked meal. This is amazing. One little decision that says, God, I don't care how bad my circumstances are. I'm going to worship you. Look at the ripple effect. It's amazing. No, they weren't going, God, I I sure could use a home-cooked meal. I better worship you. No, they're just going to worship God for who he is. But in the midst of that, man, God sends breakthrough. And the end result is they get a home-cooked meal. That's a pretty good deal. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole family. That is amazing. Back up to verse 33. The jailer took them and washed their wounds. Again, we have wounds, we have things we've struggled with, but can I tell you, my woundedness is never an excuse for me not to worship God. God is so gracious. He's so compassionate. He'll meet us right where we're at. You know what I love about this? It's not saying that God's not saying I can meet you where you, where you are at. If you have a wonderful voice and you get on a platform with a microphone. And you've learned how to play five instruments. Thank God that's not the case. Most of us would not be qualified. But even in our weakness, even in our brokenness, to just say, Jesus, I'm hurting. I don't understand what's going on. I'm just trying to obey you, and I feel like things are getting worse. But I love you. I love you. I worship you. And he's drawn to that. And he'll take that little offering and he'll multiply it. And you don't know what kind of breakthrough he can produce through it. It says that because of a result of their worship, they had their wounds washed and ministered to and were served a home-cooked meal. And then the end result was the jailer and his family were filled with joy. It ends in joy. It ends with an expression, an experience of joy. It starts with a choice. They chose joy because they chose to worship. And in the end, they experienced joy because they made the choice. When we gather on Sunday mornings, it is not just a matter of a worship team up here playing their songs we all have our responsibility and our privilege to worship him there is a word in the greek that i cannot pronounce one of many 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 i'm sure it's something like egayasto or something <laughs> but it's found in luke 20 luke 10:21 let's just let's just turn there real quick luke 10:21 how many know that The Holy Spirit wants to conform us to the image of Jesus. Okay? You want to be like Jesus? Well, there's a whole lot to that. 10, go to verse Luke, go to verse 21. At that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and revealed things to little children. Yes, Father, this was your good pleasure. At that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, a lot of translations will say rejoiced. He rejoiced, okay? Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, rejoiced. What is rejoice? it's to get joy again it is to rejoice i had joy and i'm going to get it again okay rejoice and in this passage that word i just butchered in the greek okay where it says jesus rejoiced this is what it says to exalt to be full of joy and to jump for joy that's what jesus was doing when it says that jesus rejoiced in the lord full of the holy spirit he rejoiced. If you've never had a picture, if you've never had an image of Jesus jumping for joy, I want to encourage you to get biblical and get a picture in your mind of Jesus jumping for joy. Yes, he was the man acquainted with sorrows. Yes, there was all kinds of hardship that he went through and there was warfare. And yes, he, he sweated drops of blood in the garden. But it also says in Scripture out of Isaiah, and then repeated again in Hebrews, that he was anointed with the oil of joy. It says in Hebrews 1. He was anointed with the oil of joy. And in this passage, it says that he was exalting in the Lord, full of the Holy Ghost. He jumped for joy. He was rejoicing. That's the picture of Jesus. He was glorifying his Father. Last verse. Turn over to Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We believe that God calls us to be filled with the Spirit and to continually be filled with the Holy Spirit. I believe the Greek bears that out. It's not just a one-time thing. There's a baptism of the Holy Spirit where God will fill us with His Spirit. And I believe God wants to give us the gift of other tongues when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, but that's not just a one-off situation way back then. It's like, even though I spoke in tongues back here, there needs to be a continual infilling of the Holy Spirit that's ongoing. And I want to just read this passage real quick, because I think sometimes we skip this. We tend to think of, when we think of being filled with the Holy Spirit, we only think of Acts 2 and what happened. But this is what Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus. Okay, he says, verse 18, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. He's making a contrast there. Okay, be filled with the Spirit. Verse 19, speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The same Paul who was in prison With his back beaten, his feet are in stocks. This is him writing this to the Ephesians. Could it be that in that moment, as Paul and Silas were beginning to worship, they received a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost? Maybe they looked at each other and said, well, we ain't got nobody else. Let's just speak to one another. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Ready? Woo, let's go. And not only were they so filled with the Holy Spirit, the whole place got invaded with the power of the Spirit. I think there's something we often miss there. Look, I love the infilling of the Holy Spirit, but don't just wait for someone to lay hands on you. You get to connect with the river that he's already put inside you. I want us to stand and I want us to activate what God's already put within us. (sighs) All right. If you don't like this today, let that motivate you to pray for Pastor Dave's voice to be healed, okay? Pray for him, anyways, but let that really motivate you. <laughs> Whew. He's good. He's good. We're just going to wrap this up for a few minutes, and we're going to just jump into his presence. And you get to put on a garment of praise. You get to rejoice in the Lord. <laughs> you get to just do it. Yeah, You don't even have to wait for me. But there's a river of worship that's on the inside of you right now. That's waiting to come out. There's a river, a glorious raging river of worship. That's waiting to come out to flow out of you right now. He is good and he is worthy. And I'm telling you, there is no prison cell. There are no stocks. There is, there, are no, there is no circumstance that can hold you back. There's a river of worship on the inside of you right now. He's good. He's good. Jesus delighted himself in the Lord. And he just began to rejoice in the Lord. Full of the joy in the Holy Ghost. He began to declare the goodness of God. On the day of Pentecost, they began to declare the wonders of God. Whew. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, God, that you're a good God. Thank you. Thank you, Father, that you are holy and you are worthy. There's no God like our God. Whew. We're not waiting for a worship team to do something. We're not, not going to settle for letting somebody else sing to you. Lord, we're going to give you thanks. We're going to give you thanks, Lord. Even in the midst of woundedness. Even in the midst of a hungry belly. Oh, God. God, even if you never came through and, and, and broke through the chains, Lord, we just say that you're good. Whew. Huh. You're good. You're good. You're good. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Put your hand on your belly. Put your hand on your belly. Speak to that river of worship, of gratitude, of praise that's on the inside of you and let it spring forth. O Ramasita Laborondo Reberiki, Ramasho or Ramari Candarabu Somboro, Matilebu Romoco, Matilebu Coro, Pacasando Roboco, Shambaretin Daboco, Matiquile Marondo Roboco, Caracasomboro, Cambatingaro, Oh Burya There are prisoners around you waiting to be set free. Oh. There are atmospheres that are waiting to be changed by your worship. There are people who are bound, who are waiting to be delivered because of your worship. There are whole families waiting to get saved. But they're waiting for you to release that river of worship. Keep your hand on your belly. Put put one hand on your belly. And I'm going to count to three. And then what we're going to do is we're going to uncap the well. And when I, count, when I get to three, I want you to take your hand off your belly and I want you to let a river, I want you to let a roar of worship come out of you. It's by faith, it's not by feelings. But I'm going to count to three and I'm going to bless you to release that roar of worship on the inside of you. This is freestyle right now, okay? You just express that worship to the Lord. You can stay where you're at or you can move around, but just go for it, just go for it. Put your hand on your belly. Father, I thank you that pent up within all of us is a river of worship, God. That the Holy Spirit, as born-again believers, your spirit lives inside of us. And right now, I bless, I bless, I bless their belly. I bless that river of living water in them. I bless that river of life. I bless that river of worship that wants to flow through them. One. Oh, get ready. So, Two. Lord I thank you that we're uncapping wells of worship in this place. God, I thank you for the angels that are assigned to this house, God, for to release a roar of worship into people's lives and even to the nations in this place, God. In the name of Jesus, we bless what you're doing. 3
1: Lord,
0: you're worthy. Woo! You're worthy. Ha ha. You're worthy. 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 Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Oh, Robug. Huh, huh. Grab somebody else next to you. We're going to do this in pairs. Huh, huh. Oh. I want you with somebody else I want you to as you bless the Lord I want you to bless them and we're just gonna we're, gonna, we're just gonna worship in the spirit
1: for a moment oh we love you Lord We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for inhabiting our praise. We love you, Lord. To worship you, we live. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. You're worthy. You're worthy, Lord. We're not waiting for the musicians. We're not waiting for a team on a platform. We're just going to bless you, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. Your goodness knows no end. Ho riala mani a son do remelessi a ramongô miara ia son do ramalabacco shambarronto miara ndirikia you are lord tu eri digno tu eri digno tu eri digno we bless you lord we bless you lord we bless you lord there's no one like
0: you God, I get my eyes off my problems. I get my eyes off my circumstances and I bless you, Lord. I bless you, Lord. There's no shadow of turning with you.
1: Woohoo! Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, he's good. He's good. Oh, I feel like some of you, you just need
0: to physically do something different. Step out into the aisle. Oh, just do something different with your body. Whether it's jump up and down, or where it's get out in the aisle, or say something you haven't said before. If you've never shouted, let out a shout, but do something different physically. Oh, we love you, Lord,
1: we love you. Sora maletti in garea sombo manda la mongora
0: non dorema la cura ma si corongo manto la marincaro Holy Spirit I thank you for your presence here right now God, I thank you for the river of anointing that's beginning to flow. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. choice. Now, I want you to look at the other person and I want you to tell them, be filled with the spirit. (laughs) Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. Oh, I'm telling you, there's a pocket of his presence up here. I can feel it. It's like the waters are being stirred right up front.
1: Oh. (laughs) Who who who
0: more, 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 more. I'm telling you, some of you just need to step out. You just need to step out. Do something you haven't done before. Just step out. Just step out. I'm telling you, people, people in this room, I just release healing over bodies right now. How many people are getting saved in this environment? If you're in the balcony, just lift your hands. I bless what's going on the balcony right now. Lord, release a fresh wave of your spirit up on the balcony.
1: Ho! Help! 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 Lord, I thank you that you
0: break chains when we worship God. Fetters have to come off. Lord, you set the prisoner free. You break addiction when we choose to worship you, Lord. Woo!
1: Hallelujah! 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 Oh, ramasiku re moronto
0: sikarai batuli minki tu romontonta rebe ki. Ah. There's more, there's more that God has for us. There's more, there's more, there's more. I'm just going to invite you right now to come step into the river. I, I, there's just this spiritual activity that I feel swirling around this front area. I'm just going to invite you to come up front, step into the river and release your affection to him. And he wants to meet you <laughs> with his affection. Whoo! Don't worry about what somebody else is doing or whatever. Look, if you need to, if you got kids back there, get them, bring them in. But I'm just telling you, just step in to Papa's pleasure. Fe- Tamara was talking about feeling the delight of heaven this morning. Woo! Just fix your eyes on him.
1: Woo! Shoo! Worship you, I live to worship you. I live and live to worship you. To worship you, I live to worship you. I live and live to worship you. To worship you, I live. To worship You, I live and live to worship You. Vivo para adorarte. Vivo para adorarte. Yo vivo para adorarte. To worship You, I live. To worship you, I live, I live to worship you. I just put it in your own words. yaramongo, We love you, Lord, we love you, Jesus. We love you Jesus. We love you Jesus. We love you Lord. Si al amor ia si liridissindorukuru yosombo. Nisana l'amor ondoro sia. Doria landi sondorongô. Sori alandi di somboro mongoro i andiria so Sori alandi di sora Maria andi di 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 somboro co Si arandi l'amor ondore Maria Somboriangi You were the Lord You were the Lord Your sure
0: My savior, you're my healer, you're my deliverer, you are my king and my Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Matila you're worthy, you are King and Lord of all. King and Lord of all, I feel like, I feel like there's somebody here. Maybe it's multiple people. You got some disease in your body as a result of sin, whether it's in your blood or wherever, whatever, but you got some kind of disease in your body, sickness in your body as a result of sin. And Jesus is here. He wants to heal that right now. I'm going to just ask you to grab that by faith. If that's you, just grab it by faith and just say, Lord, I receive it. I receive it into my body right now. Heal me. Cleanse my blood. Lord, drive that sickness out of my body. Lord, I repent of the sin that I committed that caused this sickness to come into my body. But Lord, I repent of it right now and I receive your healing in my body. Who?
1: Shoo. Shoo. Just keep going, keep going, more, more.
0: Come on, just let a sound, just let it come out. Just let that sound come out. Mo Labaka Santurubu Matilebuku Satiri Mo Sitiriki Mbasihelebu Freedom 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 Freedom, freedom.
1: <laughs>
0: because jesus christ is lord torment has to go torment torment of the enemy lies bondage of the enemy has to go in the name of jesus freedom 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 more more You've been listening to a presentation from Heartland Church in Ankeny, Iowa. For more information about our ministry and its available resources, visit us on the web at heartlandchurchonline.com. Thanks
1: for listening.